What's up, friends? Danielle here. Another episode of the She vs. Will podcast coming at you. I am so excited about this episode. It is number 25. I can't believe we've made it to 25. I am so proud. I am so grateful that every single one of you listens in every week, leaves comments, messages me questions, shares it on Instagram. Oh my gosh. I never thought we'd get here, but I am so, so, so grateful that we are. So let's keep this party going. This is a solo chat with me and Carter, and we are begging you today to unmute yourself. And I'm not just talking about Zoom. I am talking about in your life. Today's solo chat is the get loud in your life hype up. Now, full disclosure, I got really excited in here. So there's some F-bombs and maybe some other words. So maybe don't listen to this in your car with kids or just around people who don't want to hear that or you don't want to hear that. Um, sorry for any of the language. We're working on it here. But I'm really, really, really passionate about this topic. And during my intro, you'll hear why. But I'm going to give you a little spoiler. It's because it is my superpower. I have realized, I have learned, and I have anointed myself to help women in business own their worth. And to own our worth, we need to own our voice. And we need to get freaking loud. So today's episode, I am begging you to get loud in your life. But before we dive into it, I also want to beg you guys to come chat with me. (laughs) You guys weren't expecting that, right? I would love if you would nominate somebody, some extraordinary woman who you know, whether personally, professionally, or who you admire, that you would love to have as a guest on this show. I would love to meet them. I would love to talk to them, and I would love to give them an opportunity to share their story. The only way we keep building this table is if I ask you all to help me grow our network. And because I know you are a network of strong, smart, extraordinary women, you probably know a few of them who would be excellent guests on the show. So please send me a message on Instagram at danielle.stead or feel free to drop a comment on Spotify or Apple in the reviews of who you would love to have on the show. Speaking of comments and reviews, I want to give a huge thank you to Pequeno Fam for the comment. Thank you for listening. I am so, so grateful to have you here every week. And if you'd like to come on the show, give me a little message, girlfriend. Or if you have any feedback, any of you in general, please do not hesitate to again, message me on Instagram at danielle.stead. If you are loving these episodes, please share them. My goodness, I would love nothing more than to hear what you liked about it or what really hit and what, what message resonated with you most. Um, and on that note, I just really want to say one more time, how grateful I am for every single one of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and making this dream podcast a reality. So without further ado, let's get loud. Let's own our voice. You and me, girlfriends, let's do it. Welcome to the She vs. World podcast, because being a modern woman balancing a career, business, friendships, relationships, family, oh, and our own needs can sometimes feel like it requires superwoman level powers. I'm Danielle Stead-Blanton, athlete turned corporate attorney who left my completely unfulfilling career in a male-dominated industry to disrupt the space and build the table for women leaders in the health and wellness worlds to thrive. I've teamed up with some of the biggest household names from their starts and through their massive growths by providing business legal and operations consulting services, while also being their number one hype gal and sometimes the dose of tough love that only your best girlfriend can give you. On this show, I'm sharing everything I've learned along the way, both the practical business lessons to help your business thrive 
and the tough life lessons that ladies, we are just not talking about enough and need to be. And of course, I'm handing the mic off to some of the most inspiring and powerful women in our industries to share their stories and lessons too, because together we can conquer it all. Hey girlfriend, it's Danielle here. I'm going to ask you a huge favor. Can you do it for me? I need you to unmute yourself. I'm not talking about like the great 2020 Zoom fiasco of not knowing how to log on to a Zoom meeting and, you know, speak and everyone hearing you. I'm talking about, I need you to unmute yourself in your life. I need you to get loud in your own life. Get loud, find your voice and fucking use it. So today's episode has me really, really fired up. It's an episode I have been wanting to record forever. And then other topics have kind of come front of mind or been a little bit more time-wise appropriate. And this one just hit me yesterday when I was thinking about what episode should we be publishing this week or what solo episode are we going to be publishing this week? And I was like, you know what? Today's the day. This is the week. We're doing it. This is the get loud in your life. Stop playing small. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new day. Hopefully when you're listening to this, it is time to get loud in your life and own your voice. So to kind of back this up a little bit, I want to give you guys a little context. So I was recently on a podcast and the host asked me, what is your superpower? And I thought that's a fun question to ask someone instead of saying, what do you do? What's your superpower? Because I think a lot of people will say, what do you do? Or tell me about yourself. And they automatically insert their career. This is what I do for a job. This is my whole life is dictated by these hours of nine to five or 10 to six or whatever it is you work. And I realized that when you talk to me about what I do, it has nothing to do with the work I do on my laptop. It has nothing to do with what I post on social media. Well, it does kind of. But what I actually do in life, in addition to translating complex legal topics, writing legal agreements, doing your finances, helping you, you know, grow your company, what I most realized is I help women, business owners, own their worth. And when they own their worth, they put together clear policies and procedures in legal agreements. When they own their worth, they set rates that are commiserate with the life they want to live and the worthiness of they of them to have that. When I teach women to own their worth, they don't play small and they have a plan. They go into things with purpose and clarity instead of just winging it. So what do I really do? I teach you how to own your worth. I work with you to own your worth. I coach you through it to own your worth. And maybe that's building a product with you. Maybe that's helping you open a studio. Maybe that's fill in the blank of whatever cool new business that you want to do. But at the end of the day, you come to a business coach, you come to an operations and strategic expert because you don't know how to get what you want. And you want because you believe that that is the life that you are going to have. So what I realized we needed to talk about, and this is something that so many of my clients come to me with hidden in another issue how do we get you to get loud in your life? How do we get you to own your voice? How do we get you to unmute yourself so that you can step into the magic of who you really are and who you're supposed to be? Now, I'm going to give you a handful of examples 
of where I have seen my clients and my friends and even myself, guys. I can tell you I have played small a long time and enough times and still do sometimes. But I want to give you some examples of where I need you to unmute yourself and decide that you want to find your voice and then decide that you're going to find your voice and then find it and then use it. I want you to get loud as to your story. Who are you really? You're not just some girl who decided that they liked fitness classes and wanted to teach. There is a reason why. There is a bigger reason why. I want you to tell me why you love giving facials and it can't just be because you like washing faces. I want you to tell me why you want to build an online education platform. And it can't just be that because you know people need to learn. There's always a greater reason why. There's even an exercise you can do. It's called the seven layers of why or the seven questions of why. And anytime I ask somebody, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take myself, for example, why do you want to help women own their worth? And my first answer is always because I worked in male-dominated environments and played male-dominated sports and was always, always underestimated and never taken seriously as a woman in the room. Why is that important to you to be taken seriously as a woman in the room? Because my entire life I have watched women being taken as a joke based on an older generation. Okay, why is that? Because I watched my mother give up a really impressive career to stay at home with us because that's what was expected of her. Okay, why do you want to help women own their worth and create businesses? Because I watched my parents work so, so hard at very, very prestigious and traditional careers thinking that's what they had to do. Why does that matter? Because they did nothing but work and they didn't have a life. Why does that matter? Because I want to have a life. I want Carter to grow up with us having that life. And you keep spiraling as you start peeling that onion back of, but why, but why, but why? Like you're, like you're obnoxious two-year-old when they just won't let it go, but why? Call in your voice. Call in your uniqueness. Own that story. Stop shying away from why you love giving facial. Stop shying away from why fitness saved your life. Stop shying away from what makes you actually great at what you do. There's a million people out there who can give you a massage. There's a million people who can build a website, but if they don't give a shit about why they're doing it for you, why would anyone hire you? People hire your story. People hire the why behind what you do more than they hire you for anything else. So you need to own it, sis. You need to own that uniqueness and own your story. I'm calling you in to unmute yourself and to get loud as it relates to gatekeeping information out of fear of someone copying you or out of fear of being canceled. Oh my God. I can't tell you. I've had some podcast guests who I've asked really straight shooter, straightforward, in-depth, and no holding back questions to. And they've literally said, pause the recording. My printer's going off. They've said, pause the recording. Please don't ask this question or please cut this out. I don't want to be canceled. I don't want people to know my secrets. I can't tell people that. And I'm laughing on the inside as they're saying this because they're not creating the next billion dollar product. They're just scared. They're scared that if they share what made them successful, that the pie will diminish their success. They're scared if they, excuse me, they're scared if they share the sunshine that helped them glow, that there won't be any more sunshine for them. 
I can't tell you how much I see it with clients, especially as I'm working with businesses that own really proprietary intellectual property that are creating programs, that are creating methodologies, that are creating products. Don't forget, guys, I do work in the CPG space, the consumer packaged goods space. I've built physical products. I've built wellness products. I've built supplements. I've built fitness equipment, all of that. And when people are asked to talk about the actual mechanics or the how-to behind it, they freeze. And do you know why they freeze? Because they're so scared if they're honest, somebody will steal from them. Nobody can steal what's yours, guys. Nobody can. And secondly, people are worried about being canceled, which I always find so hysterical. I get it. We live in a very online-based society at this point. A lot of us, our businesses are based on our online personalities and personas. And I say personalities and personas because that's truly what we are when we log on. A lot of it is built on these communities we have also. And some of you have built the most spectacular, beautiful communities that I am excited to be a part of and watch grow and flourish and I admire. But so many people are just afraid that by being real or by getting quote unquote political or by actually sharing something meaningful that their 17 followers on Instagram are going to cancel them. And I mean that as kindly as possible because I'm, I'm, who am I on Instagram, right? Nobody. But what I'm saying is that if people are following you and subscribing to who you are and investing their time into you and your energy, and you can't be real with them about how you got somewhere or how you did something out of fear of them judging you, then what have you really built your business on? What have you really built your brand on? A lie, a hidden truth, a facade. It gets so much easier when you stop caring about what other people might think and you care more about what you think about yourself. It gets so much easier when you stop being scared of being copied and your gas, I'm sorry, and your gatekeeping information than to just be open get loud, share your secrets, share your sauce. I remember in the pandemic, the very first time I launched an online course, some woman on the internet who now works for a very large fitness platform and online scheduler, that's all I'm going to say, stole my course. She bought it and she repurposed it and she stole it. She copied my webpage word for word. She copied my course word for word. And then she brought the course to the online platform and scheduler And then taught it in a series of webinars to hundreds of fitness professionals. And yeah, I went after her because I'm an attorney. And yeah, I made a huge stink of it for any of you who knew me back in 2020 and saw that side. Sorry, slash you're welcome. But I wasn't afraid of her stealing my shit. I was pissed that it was such a low thing to do. I was pissed that it was such a pathetic thing to do and that it was stealing. But I wasn't worried that she was going to steal my clients. I wasn't worried that her sharing my information was going to make me lesser than. And that's what you need to know. When you gatekeep, you are literally telling the universe that you are so scared and that energy isn't going to get you anywhere, sis. You can give people, let's take this step back. Does anyone have like a secret family recipe that like grandma makes and it's like the shit, right? Or like baking. Anyone else out there a baker? I'm a huge baker. You can give someone a recipe. You can lay out all the ingredients and two people can make an attempt at the exact same cake. And if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, your cake is going to be garbage. And if you do know what you're doing, your cake is going to be magnificent. 
So just remember that you are magnificent because you know what you're doing. You are the secret sauce to that cake. It's not the recipe. It's not the ingredients. It's not the anything. It's you. So get loud. Be so transparent. Be so honest and let people have every single ounce of what has made you, you. They will fall in love with you for that. They will like you more for that than your fear of being open and honest and getting canceled. Carter agrees as he's literally sitting here with me recording this episode. Okay. I am calling you in to get loud in your life. I'm calling you in to unmute yourself as it relates to letting people fight your battles for you. You are a grown ass woman, sis. You are a grown ass woman. Okay. Don't go out there and gossip and tell everybody and hope that the gossip train gets back to you. Stop hiding behind passive aggressive things. Fight your fights. Fight your fucking fights. Confront bad behavior. Don't let yourself be gaslit. Don't let yourself be demeaned or diminished. Fight your fights. Be so loud about it. Because if you're not going to stand up for yourself when you've been wronged, you cannot expect anyone to stand up for you. Someone steals your shit, call them out. Someone does something disrespectful, call them out. Your client consistently comes late, call them out. Your client doesn't pay on time, call them out. They have a declined credit card, say something politely, obviously. But what I'm saying here is stop letting other people fight your battles. A story that I know of is somebody would actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to get really honest. I worked earlier for a woman who let me take the fall for everything she did. Every mistake she made. She let me take every single fall for emails that had typos for invoices that had mistakes in it. She made me fight every battle against bad clients She did it under the guise of, you know, you're my right hand. This is your job to take all this off my plate. When the honest to God truth was she was just too chicken shit to stand up for anything she believed in. So she wanted everyone else to do it for her. And there's nothing I respect less than people who don't, aren't able to go out into the world and say, hey, this was not okay. When you let people disrespect you, and then you let someone else deal with it, you're literally telling the universe you don't respect yourself enough to stand up for yourself. And the universe will keep repeating that lesson. The universe will keep delivering you that disrespect as an opportunity, as a gift to respect yourself and stand up for yourself and unmute yourself and get loud. And last but not least, I just want to say, I am begging you to unmute yourself as it relates to your past. So many of us have moments in our past that we're embarrassed of, we're ashamed of, we're upset by, we're saddened by. We bury it deep inside of us. And when I talked earlier about owning your uniqueness and what makes you special, your past is part of that. Your story is part of that. Guys, I started out my career in the fitness industry as an investor of a multi-location studio here in Los Angeles. And I had to sue my business partners for fraud and for wire fraud and for misappropriation of funds and for a million other really awful things. I'm not embarrassed about that anymore because that past taught me so much about business. That past taught me so much about working with people, but I was so mortified when I had to, you know, fire myself from my own company and sue my business partners. That's awkward, right? Some people had really traumatic events in their life that led them to become fitness instructors or body workers or estheticians or physical therapists. And it is something that some people have really owned beautifully and other people are embarrassed of. 
Don't be shy about what made you you. Don't be shy about the hard parts that built your foundation. I have a girlfriend who is a very, very, very successful fitness influencer who owns it. She used to be homeless and she lived in her car. And some people would point and laugh. And she said, this is what made me great is it gave me grit. It gave me tenacity. It helped me. The hard part is what built you. The grind is what builds us. The hard work, the struggle. Don't ever be afraid to struggle and don't ever be afraid to admit that you struggled. None of us are overnight sensations. In fact, most of us are overnight sensations 10 plus years in the making. Every successful entrepreneur and business owner I know put their head down and did the work for years, for decades. Own those years. My first job out of law school, I made so little money, so little money that I drained my savings account. I put myself in credit card debt to try to keep up appearances. And I was lucky that I was able to get a better job after that. But for those first few months, I was like, I just went to law school to have a prestigious law job. And instead I am getting paid less money doing this than I could if I went and worked at Nordstrom. It was insane. But that has always taught me to pay people fairly. And that has always reminded me of where I came from. My very first fitness job, I taught boot camp classes for $25 a class. The last fitness class I taught, the minimum was $250. Otherwise, it didn't show up. There is so much beauty in sharing your hard times. And it is also a reminder of where you came from. And it also is a moment for you to appreciate how far you've come. So sis, I am one more time begging you to unmute yourself. I am begging you to get loud in your life. And I'm begging you to stop having the fear that is holding you back and being quiet. Listen, I get it. The fear we have of so many things is paralyzing and so uncomfortable and really prevents us from being the people we want to be. The fear of being canceled, the fear of being seen as imperfect, the fear of coming across as a bitch for being confrontational, the fear of being too much, the fear of having a story that is just too great, the fear of having to have struggled, the fear of what you went through when you struggled, the fears are paralyzing. But would you rather be liked for who you aren't versus who you are? It is exhausting, exhausting to constantly be trying to be what other people want you to be. It is exhausting to be so worried about disappointing other people that you are instead disappointing yourself, right? How many times do I quote that Glennon Doyle quote? That it is our entire goal and life purpose to disappoint as many people as possible in the every effort to avoid disappointing ourselves. And when we are quiet and when we mute ourselves and when we hide who we are and when we let other people fight our life for us, all we are doing is disappointing ourselves, why? So that some stranger can think we're cool? Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's just come with my age and I'm, I got a lot of age going behind me. I just don't give a shit about what me being honest and authentic and loud and real is going to make someone else feel. Life's too short. Life is too, too short. And the other part of that is, okay, so you own your story. You own your message. You own how you did it. You are loud and someone doesn't like it. Okay. What do I always say, guys? What do I always talk about with feedback? You can't ask for feedback. I'm sorry. You can't accept feedback from people 
if you wouldn't have asked them for it. You can't let their feedback keep you on the sidelines. You cannot let the fear of what they might think of you stop you from actually proceeding. I always would tell my clients, okay, someone has something to say about you. Great. I want you to go so far. I want you to soar so high that you can't hear a fucking word that they're saying about you. Let them talk. Nobody who's doing more than you, nobody who is more successful than you is going to look back at you and say, oh, look at her. The people who are talking shit are the people who are jealous, the people who are looking at you. Feedback comes from people who are envious. Don't let the fear of their feedback stop you, okay? You're not going to stay benched. Fuck the sidelines. You're going to go out there and you're going to play and play hard, okay? Why else are we being quiet in our lives? Fear is a huge one, right? The other one I have to say is unworthiness. And this is where I get a lot of my clients telling them to own their worth is they go, D, who am I to have this story? Who am I to have this big opinion? Who am I to be this good? Who am I? You're fucking you, girl. You are you. Why do you believe that you are unworthy of speaking up? Why do you believe that you are unworthy of fighting this fight? Why do you believe that you are unworthy of sharing the knowledge that you have? Why? So many of us have this deep-rooted belief as it relates to imposter syndrome. My good friend, Steve Von Lewis, is an imposter syndrome expert. He's a licensed marriage family therapist, and he talks a lot about it where we let this notion in our heads stop us that this, I'm not as good, or if they were to actually know this about me, they wouldn't think I'm so great, or what? Unworthiness. Their best friend is fear, and they keep us quiet. So... What happens when we're quiet, guys? We miss out on a lot of opportunity in life. That's number one. We feel resentment to other people. That's two. How many times have you been steamrolled by somebody and in an effort to be polite or not want to upset them, you have kept it in, it has festered inside of you, and then it has exploded at some other point in time for some disproportionate experience to somebody that is completely unrelated to the experience that you had. Fun fact, stress... And processing stress is like going through a tunnel. There's a really great author named Emily Nagoski. She talks about stress and burnout. Highly recommend you guys listen to her or read her book on stress and burnout. Um, I will link it in the show notes because I don't remember the full title um, off the top of my head, but it's Emily and Amelia Nagoski and they're PhDs. So they are smart ass cookies and they know their shit, but they talk about stress as a tunnel and emotions are as a tunnel. And if something happens that is stressful while we're in the tunnel, we have two options. We can get stuck and we can let that stress literally cave us into that tunnel, or we can process the emotions that happen and that can help us actually go through the tunnel. So I'm going to ask you, if you are driving through the tunnel, do you want to get stuck in it and do you want to live there or do you want to drive through it and you want to process it? Most of us probably want to drive through it and process it, right? So when you get loud, when you stand up for yourself, you drive through it and process it. When you don't get loud and when you stew in that shit, it literally caves in on you and consumes you. And then what happens when you consume? You combust, you explode. So let's not do that, right? You know what else happens when you're quiet? You sell yourself short. You sell yourself short. When you don't own your story, you're not really putting yourself out there for people to connect with you. And when they can't connect with you, they're not going to invest in you because why clients invest in you and your story and the solutions you can provide They don't just invest in you because you know how to teach them how to squat or that you can wash their face. 
Nobody cares that you can wash their face. They care why you care so deeply about skin. They care why you care so deeply about Pilates. They care why you care so deeply about what their website looks like or what their makeup looks like or what their hair looks like or fill in the blank. But when we don't own who we are and we're not authentic in ourselves and we hold back in what we want to say, we sell ourselves short. Why are you doing that? So that someone else can be comfortable? Okay. That sounds really boring to me. I don't care if somebody else is uncomfortable because of something. 99% of the time, how people react is entirely on them and not us. But we are so polite and worried about causing a reaction in them because we have taken accountability out of the equation. Okay. And this is a tangent, but a lot of times people feel upset by something or triggered by something. And I'm not saying all the time because some people just say dumb shit that needs to be censored or apologized for. But a lot of times people just go through life as an open wound and they let themselves be offended. And so because we're so worried that people are going to be offended, we hold back on what we want to say. Because we're so worried what we're going to say is going to come across as too aggressive for somebody or too much for somebody, or they can't handle the feedback. Maybe it's an employee. We hold ourselves back. We sell ourselves and them short. Have you guys ever had an employee that was just too sensitive? And anytime you try to give them feedback, they just take it really personally or they cry, God help me, or they just melt down or they shut down or whatever. And you sit there and you try to ask yourself, what did I do wrong? How can I do this better? You approach them asking them, how can you do this better? And it just doesn't happen. You can't figure it out. They give you no feedback. And so you stop giving them critical work feedback. You stop offering them opportunities for improvement. And what happens? They stop growing as an employee. What happens? Your company suffers. Your clients suffer. Your process falls apart because you couldn't give somebody feedback. That person was the issue, not your need to give feedback. That person needed to work on why they were so triggered and upset getting feedback as it relates to their own experiences versus you now selling yourself and your company short. Just a little aside based on some recent client work I've done. Anyways, I digress. What happens when we're quiet? We do a huge disservice to ourselves. We do a huge disservice to the industry and we do a huge disservice to our communities. When we gatekeep, when we hide, when we pretend, when we play small, all we are doing is we are keeping a bubble around ourselves. We're holding on to the pie. We're holding on to this little bit of sunshine, thinking that if we give away one tiny ounce or iota of ours, that there isn't going to be any more to give. And it's quite the opposite. I watch people all the time gatekeep in these industries, thinking that if they share, it's going to make them more successful. And all they're doing instead is they're living in a fear and scarcity. And the universe does not reward fear fear and scarcity. The universe just keeps them living in a fear state and a scarce state. I have business owners who after one session come to me and they'll say, well, what's the problem? And I'll just say, honestly, it's you. Get out of your own way. Be, Be more open. Share what makes you magical. Talk about this more. And they go, I can't do that. If I do that, people will copy me. If I do that, people will fill in the blank. You are doing yourself a disservice when you stay quiet. Open your heart up, sis, and your voice will follow you too. Okay, my last thought, my last note, and I just want to give a shout out to this kiddo right here who has been on my chest the whole time. I'm wearing him in one of those wraps, and he's been chiming into this podcast. So we have one last thought before we go. 
it is really easy for me to sit here and tell you to get loud in your life. It is really easy for me to sit here and tell you to unmute yourself, but it is not as easy just hitting the space bar button and moving on. Getting loud in your life, unmuting yourself, owning your voice is a process. All right. Just like anything else we do, it's like losing weight. It's not going to happen overnight. It's like clearing up your skin. It's not going to happen overnight. It's like anything else you do, it's going to take time. But do you know what you have to do? You have to start. You have to start. And you can't start by just exploding because we all know, and we've all been in situations where somebody's reaction is not proportionate or in line with the situation. And we're like, they're either trying really hard to work through some shit or they've held on to some shit. And this is them letting it go at an inappropriate time. You need to start leaning into discomfort. How do you start getting loud in your life? You lean into it. Even you acknowledging this is a moment that I need to stand up for myself. This is a moment that I need to use my voice. This is a moment that I shouldn't gatekeep. This is a moment that I should just own into what I really want to say. This is a moment that I shouldn't give up. Fuck. Lean into it. Acknowledge it. If you can acknowledge it, you're already making progress. Next thing you should do is start small. Start in really, really low bar situations where just you saying what you want to say is totally fine. Maybe it's to a stranger who you're never going to see again. Maybe you're at the grocery store and your teller, your checker outer person says something to you and you don't like it and you just say, that's inappropriate and you walk away. Maybe some creepy stranger on the street tries to hit on you and you just write, you just, you know, yell back at them. Maybe you have somebody practice with you. I've done literal coaching sessions where I am doing pretend conversations as a stubborn employee or as a, as a dramatic client. And my client is literally working through ways to confront them. That is both professional and empathetic and kind, but also firm. Maybe you practice that. Maybe you write a script out for the 10 most common scenarios that are driving you nuts as a business owner. What happens when a client texts you to late cancel? What happens when this happens to me all the time? Clients call, not call, clients never call. Clients text or email after hours and then demand attention. What happens when you get asked a question a lot because you have a really popular product or service and you're not quite sure how to answer it? Write out answers. Practice replying. Role play, right? How do we start owning our voice? Journaling. Journaling has really made me self-aware. Journaling has made me get in touch with who I really am. Journaling has allowed me to have a space to be completely honest and raw about how I'm feeling. And I think that if you are ever given a forum to just word vomit out your thoughts and feelings, a journal is a great place to go. And especially if you're afraid of owning your voice, a journal is a great place for you to literally just be without judgment, without discomfort without anything and just sit with your own thoughts. And then another place to go to start owning your voice and getting loud and unmuting yourself is work with the people who already know you and love you. You know, one of the things that the hardest things to do is actually be confrontational or open to a spouse or a best friend or a partner or a, or a really close client, but people who already know and love you aren't going to judge you. And if you say, I'm working on this, can you help me as it relates to that? People are going to be so thrilled. So it is not enough for me just to say, I need you to get loud. I need you to start speaking up. I need you to stop holding yourself back. I need you to own your story. It's not enough for me to say that. 
It is a process. Start small. Practice daily. Practice with yourself. Lean into the discomfort. But ultimately, I am begging you to decide that being loud in your own life is worth it. I am begging you to choose your voice. I am begging you to be proud of it, to unmute yourself, to unfilter yourself, to step into your power. There's plenty of sunshine for all of us, girlfriend. So I want you to step into that sunshine, being authentically you and owning that voice.